So I'm just going to take a few moments of your time to preach, <laughs> to preach at you. You know what it's like? You're like, who are you going to preach to? But because you're here for a dedication, you can't run out. So it's good, isn't it? It's good from my point of view. I'm like, yeah, this, this is absolutely great. So I'm just going to read a few scriptures so, so that you can understand why it is that they have dedicated their daughter to the Lord today. Many of you might not understand what, what's just been happened because you're thinking, okay, it's not a Christian, a, a Christian, what is this, what, what's going on? But a dedication is something that's in the Bible, throughout the Bible, and it was something that even when Jesus um, was born, that they did with Jesus. So I'm just going to read a few scriptures out and give you um, uh, just a few explanations of why that was done. So Psalms 127 and verse 3, it says, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. They are the fruit of the womb, and it is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior. You are a warrior, Aaron. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior. So are the children of one's youth. Luke 2, 22. When the time came, so this is what Mary and Joseph did when they had Jesus. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary, they took Jesus to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Kyra and Aaron have brought her today. This, this house represents the house of the Lord. They've brought her today to dedicate her to the Lord. That's what we're doing now. 1 Samuel 1 and verse 28. And this was a prayer of a mother, a mother who she didn't have any children and she was barren and she really wanted a child and she called out to God for a child and God gave her a child and she said, if you give me a child, Lord, I'll give him back to you. So from 1 Samuel 1 and verse 28. Hannah says, so I've also dedicated him to you, Lord. And as long as he lives, he is dedicated to the Lord. And then she worshipped God. So as long as this baby is alive, as long as God lends her breath, she is dedicated to the Lord. When she grows up, it's going to be her choice. What she does with her life, just like you do what you want with your life. Doesn't matter how you were brought up, we all do whatever we want to do with our lives. Exodus 13 and verse 2. Sanctify to me. This is what the Lord decreed over the Hebrews. Over the Hebrews, this was what was de declared, that God spoke to the Hebrew people. And he said, when you have a child, sanctify. That means set apart for me every firstborn that opens the womb. Every firstborn child that comes out of someone's body. The offspring of the womb, it belongs to me, says the Lord God Almighty. Of every child, of every beast, it belongs to me. So baby, you belong to the Lord and we love you. Numbers 6, 24 and 26. I just want to decree this over her, over the family in the name of Jesus. And I want to decree the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Hallelujah. So that's why they've dedicated her to the Lord. It isn't something that's just, okay, let's just do that so that we can feel holy or that we can feel... I remember when I weren't a Christian, um, you'd have like symbolic things around the house, like a Bible here or a cross over here. And you'd make, it'd make you think, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm protected. I'm protected. There's some sort of, you know, protection. It, there's no protection because you've got a Bible in your house. There's no protection because you've got a cross around your neck. God is after your heart. He's after your heart. That's what he's after. He wants to make the difference in your heart. Who is this invisible God that people dedicate their children to? Who's this invisible God that people devote their life to? Who is this God that you see, one minute you've got a friend, they're going around doing everything that you're doing in life, and all of a sudden they say, oh, well, I'm a Christian. I'm not doing those things no more. 
And you're like, what, what's going on? You've become religious. That's what's usually said. You've become religious. I'm telling you, when I wasn't a Christian, I just thought they were a bunch of idiots. I thought, what are they doing? Who would want to be a Christian? I'm not giving up all what I've got to go to church and look like, I always think they dressed weird, they, they talk weird. I, I thought, I'm not giving up all that I've got to become a Christian. I didn't realise, I had, I had nothing to give up compared to what I gained when I opened, opened up my heart to God. The first time I opened up my heart to God fully, I was just flooded with his light, with his love. And for the first time in my life, I felt I can be myself. I'm fully accepted for who I am. Not what I look like, not what I'm wearing, not what I'm driving, not what my career is, not how much money I've got. I'm accepted because God loves me. And those of you here that have got children, those of you maybe haven't got children, but you've got nieces, nephews, godchildren, those children mean the world to you. You do anything for them children and God will do anything for you. And the Bible says in John's, John, um, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave the best that he could give, which was his only son, to die for you. For God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him, whoever, doesn't matter, black, white, young, old, fat, thin, ugly, beautiful, whoever, whoever believes in him would not perish but would have eternal life. When we leave this earth, and that's one thing everyone here has got to agree on, we are all in agreement here that we will one day leave this earth. Do you all agree? That's something we can all agree on. We might argue about what the Bible means, what the Quran means. You cannot argue with the fact that you were born and you will die. When we leave this earth and die, when we leave this earth and you die, that's not the end of it. That's not the end. That's just the beginning of a new life. But you have to determine why you're alive here. Whether you perish or whether you go to God. People don't want to hear that. They don't want to say, oh my God, no, you mustn't say things like that in church. You mustn't even say, there is a heaven, there is a hell. You choose. God says, I'll put before you life and death. Choose life. God is compelling us and he's saying, choose life. So who is this invisible God? I just want to read a scripture from 1 Timothy 1 and 17. It says, this is describing God. He said, now I am the king eternal, immortal, invisible. I am the only God. Be honour and glory forever and ever and ever. He is invisible with the natural eye. But you know when you've opened your heart up to him, you know that he's real. He captivates your heart. There's nothing you wouldn't do. When you really love someone, for those of you that have been fortunate to really be in love, when you love someone, you do anything for them. Am I right? When you really love someone, it's easy to serve anything to do with them. You serve them, you'll love them, you'll do anything for them. When you fall in love with God, when you open up your heart to God and God floods it with light and the weight of sin. I didn't know what happened to me when I gave my heart to Jesus. I didn't fully know what happened to me. I know how I felt. I didn't fully understand what had happened. But I felt the weight of the world lift from my shoulders. It's because my sins that were weighing me down, my regrets, all the things that I was doing, was doing saying, the way I was treating people, the way people was treating me, the unforgiveness, the bitterness that's inside some of us, the mistrust. You can't enjoy life. It doesn't matter. You want a new dress, a new car. You want to look good. And it's all a mask. It's all a mask just to make you feel better. Then be, as soon as you get it, you need something else. But when I found God, I, I just, the rat race was over. It's like I was accepted for who I am. And that is what God is saying to you today, every one of you. I know you've come here for a dedication, but God had another agenda. God wants you to understand that he will use any opportunity to call you into his kingdom. If we all finish this service now and go outside, 
and then you all see me, you all physically see me, watch a child run into the road and I could have stopped that child running into the road and the child dies, what are you going to think of me? Every one of you would just think, what type of woman is that? Wouldn't you? You'd think, how could she let that happen? But I'm saying to you now, as a representative of God, when you're heading in the wrong direction as an adult, when you're going the wrong way, it's my responsibility to say to you, you're going the wrong way. God don't want you to perish. Don't go the wrong way. Open up your heart to him. So what seems foolish to you, it's really, really real. I want to read another scripture. And this made sense to me after I gave my heart to God. It says, the person without the Holy Spirit. So the person who's sitting here now, who's not a Christian, who's not devoted their life to God. The person without the Spirit doesn't accept the things that come from the Spirit of God. They consider it foolishness. You think, some of you are sitting here thinking, what a fool. Listen to how she's talking. You consider it foolishness. You cannot understand it because it's discerned through and by the Spirit. So you can think, well, there's no hope for me then because I don't understand it. Yeah, and I do think you're a fool. So what's the answer to that? The answer to that is, I've already said it, that God came into the world to die for you. But in Jeremiah 31 and 33, it says, this is what God said to the Hebrews also. He said, but this shall be a covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, that means he was talking about the days that we're alive now. I will put my law in your hearts, in the inward parts. I'm going to write them on your heart. They will be my God. They will be my people and I will be their God. No more is it going to be God writing on stone, the Ten Commandments. God said, if you open up my heart, his heart to you, you're going to understand God in a different way. God is going to write the laws of God on your heart and you can be changed. You can be renewed by the spirit of the living God. There is nothing like when you give your heart to God. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you're doing in life, God is always pursuing you. Sometimes we give our life to God and we say, okay, I've become a Christian. I've finally given in. Not realising that God was pursuing you all the time. And you can't even give your heart to God unless God is drawing you. You can't even decide. No one can decide, okay, I'm going to turn to God unless God is drawing you by his grace and by his mercy. Recently, I had to go and pick up, um, you know, you get your put your car in for MOT out to go and pick it up and as I was going pick, to pick it up it was um, the garage was uh, down a road where there was a massive junkyard and I just I just took my time I walked slowly and I was looking I was just looking at the piles and piles and piles of these cars that are just junk now and I just stopped for a while and looked and I thought some of those cars cost people their marriages some of those cars because of some of them cars people are in prison for people want to sow into things that are so temporal. You want to obtain the things of this world. And I thought that junkyard is full of junk. It wasn't always junk. It was worth thousands of pounds at one time. And people would do anything so that they can drive a certain car, look a certain way, so that you, another human being, will feel a certain way about them. Doesn't she look good? Look what she's got on her feet. Look what she's driving. You want the praise of man and you don't even care. Don't even think about what does God think? What does God think of your life? Any moment, any second, God can just take the breath that you're breathing. We don't even think about breathing until we say, okay, think about your breath now. Breathe in and out, and then you think about it. You don't think about it unless, you know, someone says, okay, a doctor or someone. You just do it. Your heart is beating from the womb. When you get the scan and the baby's in there and you, you see the baby's heartbeat, you hear the heartbeat. At any moment, any time. God can stop that heartbeat and he can take our breath away. And yet we live as though we are our own gods. 
God wants us to honour him. If we do what is wrong on this earth, if you go and jack someone, if you go and um, steal from a bank, if you go and cut someone, if you go and murder someone, the law of man says you will be guilty and you will be punished if you're caught. Isn't that so? If the law catches you, the prisons are full up of people that wish they could go back, rewind their life so they could have said no at that time, yeah? The prisons are full up of people that if only they could have uh, had that chance to go back. The reality here is that God is saying to you, through me, through you being here, you've come for a dedication, but God is still saying, look at your lives. Look at your life. I'm calling you out of darkness. I don't want you to live the way you're living. I don't want you to invest in the temporal things. What about the eternal things? What about the things that really matter? God wants you to wake up people and realise that there is another way to live. There is a better way to live. We can give him our hearts. doesn't matter if you're a Christian or not a Christian. We all have challenges in life. We're all going to go through life. But it's not so much what you go through. It's how you go through what you go through. If you've got God, if you've got a supportive family around you, if you've got a community around you and you can love. And it's very hard to trust people, isn't it? Don't you think so? Most of us, we don't trust people. We always think people a bit tricky, got another agenda. Not, you're always sussing people out. What do they mean? What do they mean by that? What do they want from me? Because usually that is what's happening. Someone wants something from you. But God, he just wants your heart. That's all God wants. He wants your heart. He's a true and he's a living God. And he sets us free. I was, I was cleaning out the house the other day and um, I thought, okay, there's, there's an area that I haven't looked at. So I thought, I'm going to go under the stairs, clear it out. And there was trainers there, hundreds of pounds worth of trainers. Aaron's old trains, hundreds, hundreds of pounds. So I just got them in a black bag because they were old ones and threw them away. But they cost hundreds and hundreds of pounds at the time when they were bought. They meant something. And I was just throwing them away. And then I found a set of curtains that years ago, years ago, I really wanted these curtains. I couldn't afford them. So I paid off for these curtains. These curtains were 800 pounds. I paid 800 pounds for curtains when I didn't have the money, but I paid off for them. I, last week, I just put them in a bag and took them to the charity shop. Didn't even sell them. I gave them away. Yeah? These temporal things that we invest in day in, day out, day in, day out. One day, they're going to be someone else's junk. God wants you to invest in things that are eternal. Because we are worth something. We're valuable. We are valuable as people to God. God sees your life. He understands you fully. You're fully accepted by God. But look at your actions. Look how you live. Look at your conscience. Look how you think of things. Only God can change us. Only God can give us a different life and a hope that is in him. So I just want you to all to raise to your feet, please. Hallelujah. That wasn't too bad, was it? <laughs> well, even if it was too bad. <laughs> so um, we have dedicated our precious, beautiful baby to the Lord today. And I just want to give you an invitation from the Lord. Do you want to dedicate, you know, your life to God? What does that mean, you might say? That's between you and God. It doesn't mean, I'm not talking about you joining this church. I'm not talking about joining any church. I'm just talking about your own heart. Your heart that is beating is physical, but we also have a spiritual heart. And God wants us alive to him. God wants us full with his presence. He wants us full with love and life and freedom. Hallelujah. I just want to read some more scripture. In Psalms 50, in verse 14, this is what it says to the Christians. If you are a Christian, 
This is what it says. It says, bring me your true sincere thanks and show your gratitude by keeping your promises to me, the Most High. Honour me by trusting me in the day of trouble. Cry aloud to me and I will be there to rescue you. That is what God says in Psalms 50 to the Christians. To the non-Christians, to those that are not serving God, those of you who your, your life belongs to you, no one's telling you nothing, you're living how you want to live. This is what God says. And now I speak... Because when you don't have Christ in your heart, we are either in Christ or out of Christ. There is no purgatory. There is no grey area. You're either in or you're not. God spoke to the Hebrews a long, long time ago. And he said that they were special people. They were set apart. He said, but then there's coming a time that I'm going to extend it. It's going to be more than just to the Hebrews. It's going to be to anyone. Anyone who will come. God said, I've prepared a place for everyone to come and open their heart up to me. So God says, now I speak. I speak to the wicked. Listen to what I have to say to you. What right do you have to presume to speak on on my behalf and to claim my covenant as yours, says the Lord? For you have hated my instruction. You've disregarded my words, throwing them away as worthless. Some of what you're hearing now, some of you think it's foolishness, it's worthless. And you've heard it many times. God has been calling you. You forget to condemn the thief and the adulterer. Some of you love being a thief. You love being around thieves. You love being around people that have got women everywhere. You love it. (laughs) You forget, you forget that God is God Almighty. The sins of your mouth multiply. They multiply evil after evil. You have a lifestyle of lies, devoted to deceit as you speak against others, even slandering those of your own household. All this you have done and I've kept silent. So you thought I was just like you, says the Lord sanctioning evil but now I will bring you to my courtroom this is from the passion translation it's kind of like a cockney translation God says now I'll bring you to my courtroom I will spell out clearly my charges before you this is your chance your last chance my final warning your time is up turn away from all of this evil or the next time you hear from me will be when I am coming to pass sentence against you I will snatch you away and no one will be able to take you You will not escape. The life that pleases me is a life of gratitude and grace, always choosing to walk with me in what is right. This is the sacrifice that I desire. God is inviting you today into his family. It's an invitation to come into the family of God. It's not an invitation for you to be a part of a church. God knows your future. Some of us have seven years left, 17 years left, 25 years left, three and a half months left. We don't know when our last day is. How many people do you know that have already died this year? How many funerals have you been to? None of us know in a second, in a moment, when our last moment will be. And me, it's my my absolute pleasure and honour and privilege to say to you, while it is called today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your heart. If you're comfortable with it, could you just close your eyes? If you're not, fine. But if you're comfortable with it, can you just close your eyes? And I just want to pray over you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to pray over every single person that is here. Lord, that you will touch their hearts, that you will touch their hearts, that they may know the truth, that you are real and that you are interested in their life. You've invested in them. You are pursuing them. All of the things that they're interested in, all of their life, you, Lord God, know and you fully want them to come into your kingdom. So if you're here and you want to receive Jesus Christ as Lord, if you want him into your heart, if, you want, if you're saying to yourself, what is she talking about? I kind of know, I'm not sure. 
God is saying, I want you to open up your heart to me today. I want your heart. I want to forgive you of your sins. I want you to be free in yourself. If that is you, I'm going to pray a prayer. And if you want to pray it, pray it. If you don't, it's up to you. But I have got a responsibility to God to offer you that. Jesus died publicly on a cross, openly, naked, unashamedly for your life, for your sins, so that your sins could be forgiven. And if that's you and you want to give your heart to Jesus, just pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, I open my heart up to you now. I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you paid the price for my sins and that you died on a cross for me. I receive you now as Lord and Saviour. Here is my life. Make of it what you will. And help me, Lord, to live the life that is pleasing to you. To stop being selfish, to stop living wickedly, and to lay down evil and to pick up light and righteousness. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. So Father, we thank you. We thank you. Can we, can we have the worship team come back up, please? We're going to have some more songs of worship. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. You may have been a Christian for a long time, or you may be exploring the possibilities of a relationship with God. Wherever you are in your journey of life, please feel free to contact us at Woolwich Community Church if you would like any further information on today's message. We will be happy to talk with you, pray with you, and help you in any way we can. Please see the information below in our bio on how to get in touch with us. Have a blessed week, and God bless.